0: Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Mosier, and this is the Mosier Media Podcast. And today, we are going to be talking about marketing your creative services firm. And I will tell you, even after 27 years in business, I still have more questions than answers. So this discussion is really like food for thought. It's a way for me to share everything I've learned and express my feeling that we all need to be asking more questions. All of us as business owners need to learn more. We need to absorb all of this information and data and new marketing techniques that are coming at us, and we need to be able to sort it all out. So this podcast, today's topic especially, is a way to figure out how we as business owners can sort through all of it. And today's discussion will it be about Google Ads, LinkedIn Ads, and of course my favorite, the old-fashioned networking and being involved in chambers and associations, which I think still think is the way to go. At the very end of this discussion, we might even talk about the use of direct mail and the you want to talk about old-fashioned, the use of the printed piece, the use of a mailer or even the sales letter could be a way to cut through in an era of email marketing and spam filters, and everything right now is blocked. Google's spam filters are are pretty incredible, and of course, all the blocking and the, the email campaigns, and all of us, our email inboxes are just overwhelmed, but let's start with Google Ads, and I have to say, my favorite keyword, of course, is video production Akron. Well, here we are. We're in Fairlawn, Ohio, a suburb of Akron, Ohio, where Mosier Media started. And, of course, video production Akron or video production Akron, Ohio. Of course, these are my favorite keywords. But in order to make Google ads effective, at least from what I have been told, and again, I have more questions than answers. But from what I've been told, the keywords, obviously, are everything. And not only that, but the keywords that are important to the business owner or the person who is really close to it, the person who's really in the business or the industry or the practice or the craft or the art. If you're in printing, you might decide that your keywords that you like are printing, but your prospects might want to use. How do I find business cards locally? And so understanding your keywords from the layman's point of view. So for me, my favorite keyword would be Video Production Akron. But I've looked at the analytics from our site as the uh, wonderful uh, web development and social media and SEO team that we have in place as they explain it to me. People are not searching Video Production Akron. So this is in conflict with what I believe is the greatest key phrase ever, video production Akron. But people are actually searching filming in Akron, Ohio, or videographer Akron, Ohio. People that are looking for a professional video for their company, go to Google and search videographer to film at our business Akron, Ohio, or search terms that I, I can't uh, wouldn't have thought of or I, I can't believe that people are typing in, but they are. And you have to defer to what they're doing rather than what you want to have as a keyword. So if I like video production company, Akron, Ohio, and the people searching for what we do are typing in someone to film our company, then you have to go with someone to film our company. And so you have to understand your keywords from the point of view of clients and prospects that are not in your industry or in your business and this is hard to do almost like you need to have a survey of what keywords would you use to search for this service. The other thing that I think is fascinating about Google Ads is that people find it acceptable to use our company name as a keyword. And the folks have explained it to me this way, that it would be perfectly ethical or acceptable to use our competitors' names as a keyword. So if they're searching our competition, then our ad would come up. And this makes a lot of sense to me, but there's a little part of me that feels like this is unscrupulous or uh, unethical. And I am by no means a perfect person. And certainly in the decades that I've been doing this, there was a time uh, where getting started or when business is slow you start thinking of just any method possible to bring in business but using a competitor's keyword I had to pause on this idea and we haven't done it and I'm not saying that we wouldn't but you have to think this through in terms of does this really fit into who you are do you really need work that bad that you're willing to believe that your competitor's name might be more valuable than the keywords you might pick or your own name This is something just food for thought, something to think about. The other challenge we have with Google ads is that there are a number of production companies and doing Google ads and and in any business, there's saturation, a lot of. Your competitors, whether you're in photography or graphic design or web design or no matter what business you're in, I feel like our audience is probably mostly people in the creative services field, people that are developing an ad agency or working for a small graphic design firm or a web development firm. Uh, But just because these are our customers, these are the folks that we interact with, marketing professionals and all of that. But really, there are different classes of production companies in that list that is very saturated. This, you know, There are three or four or five ads that might come up, two at the top and three at the bottom when you type in video production, Akron, Ohio. And so you might know that, like in any business, there are companies that are well-respected competitors. And then there are companies that are upstarts. And then there are companies that you know aren't Are struggling or just aren't doing what they should be. Or there are companies that are in the same line of work, but not exactly offering the same kinds of services. For example, in video production, there are companies that shoot weddings. There are companies that shoot depositions or legal video work, recreating things for court. There are companies that just do high-end cinematic films or documentaries or special projects. And then there are companies that might do audio-visual work like pipe and drape and microphones and projectors and speakers and house sound and all of that kind of stuff. But all of the companies I just described might fall under the category video production Akron, Ohio. So there's different classes, and, and I'm not saying that one is any better than the other. I'm just saying there's different companies. It almost causes confusion for the buyer, it makes it hard to shop for exactly what it is you want to buy when you see all these companies come up. And video production, Akron, Ohio, certainly a, a for, sort of a broad key phrase. And with that, you might decide that you're getting a lot of leads through Google ads that you don't want or what if there's a bride shopping for a wedding videographer but she clicks on Mosier Media's ad and so you can use of course the negative keywords to tell Google if somebody types in wedding videographer Akron, Ohio then our ad would not appear so that would be a negative keyword and again I've only scratched the surface of understanding how Google ads work and I have A really really great team I have really smart people around me and what I'm sharing in this podcast right now is just a few things that they've taught me as they say I know just enough to be dangerous so with my limited understanding of how this works and an open microphone here on a podcast maybe maybe I'm just a a liability to everybody here but I enjoy coming on this podcast and just sharing what I've learned and then expressing the idea that I need to ask a lot more questions and I really Need to learn more. So I'm sharing all this about Google ads. And the one thing we need to clarify or really understand is the difference between how the Google advertising works. Certainly the ad section very different than your organic rankings uh, affected by what you call the search engine optimization. So how you uh, appear organically. When somebody types in video production, Akron, Ohio, Mosier Media ranks very well, and that's certainly good. And by doing a podcast or by doing social media work or by writing blogs and putting all this stuff out there along with the really great work that we're showcasing in our portfolio... This is how you get to the top organically. And, of course, the organic rankings might even have more value because prospects, people looking online, might see the organic as being more legitimate or more valuable in your shopping. If you type in video production, Akron, Ohio, my favorite key phrase, then Mosier Media being at the top helps us, and that placement might be better have more value to us and have more value to the person shopping for video production services than a paid ad. There's a big difference, certainly, between Google Ads and the Google Organic section uh, and Google Analytics. And it's all related. It's all in, in your account. It's all, but the Google AdWords section is a different part than the Google Analytics. And what the Google Analytics is doing, and at least again, this is how they explain it to me, is the Google Analytics is telling you where your site visitors are coming from, what they're doing on your site, what action they are taking or not taking, up to and including what's the last page they look at before they exit, and of course, uh, what keywords uh, they're using. So again, I could be confused and some of that reporting might be under Google AdWords, like what keyword are they using? Uh, Some of those features are in analytics and some of them in Google AdWords. And the one thing I will say as a business owner, you need someone to navigate this for you. You need a vendor or a contractor or a freelancer or some digital marketing person in your life. To help you set this up. And you don't need to know everything about how the reports work. You don't need to know everything about how to uh, the pay-per-click and what to budget and where it should be and all of this stuff. But you need somebody doing this for you that you can trust. And You need to understand the basics of it. You certainly need to understand what it is you're directing somebody to do. But you do not need to know where every button is and what every feature is. Google Analytics and Google AdWords is extremely complicated, at least from my point of view. I'm sure there are people that just have it figured out. These people are much smarter than I am. But you need to consider that Google Ads and Google Analytics and working on your SEO is it needs to be a huge part of your marketing strategy unless you are really good at networking and building personal relationships and you just want to work a phone and do it old school that you might find is just as effective and the one thing I'll share about that is that there is no secret bullet secret sauce there's no let's call it the magic bullet and secret sauce there really isn't one right answer And the marketing strategy really has to be the balance of what you can afford, what you want to spend your time working on, and it really needs to reflect your desires and your personality. And it would absolutely be different from anyone else's social media strategy and digital marketing strategy and marketing strategy in general. And so people would come to me and say, why would you do a podcast where you're telling everybody... What your marketing strategy is, that should be the secret sauce. That should be something held uh, within the company, what we're spending on Google Ads or how we're doing things. And the reality is what I do at Mosier Media might not work for you. It's, you have to learn about all the tools. It's different for everyone. I'm going to tell you what I like about LinkedIn Ads. What I like about LinkedIn Ads is that you can really target by job title. My favorite categories are people who work for advertising agencies and people who have the word marketing in their title. And, of course, I've got several other favorite uh, occupations or or job functions. Uh, Certainly, we like HR people that make training videos or orientation films or uh, company overview videos for recruiting purposes. But if I could only pick one job title and advertise on LinkedIn and show everybody the incredible work that the Mosher Media team is doing – I would say, give me everybody on LinkedIn that has the word marketing in their title. This is a pretty good chunk of our client base. So I like LinkedIn ads because you can pick by the geographical region and you can pick by job function or uh, title. The challenge with LinkedIn is that there are a lot of folks that only use it when they're looking for prospects, like salespeople like me, or they're looking for a job. So there are a lot of people out there that are perfectly happy in their marketing job and haven't looked at LinkedIn in in weeks or maybe months. There's a lot of marketing folks, very busy, very happy where they're at, and they're not doing their online networking on LinkedIn. They're not doing any online networking at all. And those folks certainly uh, might be hard to reach, even through uh, Google or LinkedIn. Uh, And that's where you might decide that a direct mail campaign is the most effective of everything because the direct mail campaign does a lot. Uh, And I'll give you a couple examples. The direct mail campaign gets to the prospect before they go to Google. So if you have a list of 3,000 people with the word marketing in their title in Northeast Ohio, and you send them all a letter or a postcard or a letter with a postcard in it or a letter with your business card in it, And they happen to be uh, considering uh, doing some media work or video production work or what have you. And that mailer comes to them. They might call you before they go to Google to start a search. It could inspire somebody to consider doing a video project, perhaps. And that would reach folks that you don't have an email address for, that aren't on LinkedIn. And uh, frankly, a, a piece of mail cuts through... Because it's not going to get caught up in the spam filter. And frankly, back in the day, I did a ton of constant contact and emailing everybody. And the downside to that, one potential downside, besides annoying people and cluttering up their email inboxes, is that people mark you as spam. So then other people at our company, other people at Mosier Media are simply trying to send an email to their client and the Gmail system or other uh, security software platforms have identified uh, MosierMedia.com as a spammer. This is possible. If too many people get an email from Mosier Media saying, hey, check out our demo reel, and then it blocks it because so many people have clicked on it. You know, all it takes in, a, in an email list of a thousand is for 20 people to click on this is spam. Uh, then the Gmail servers start to take notice. So this is an issue, and the direct mail piece bypasses this. And, of course, the direct mail piece could be caught by the gatekeeper. It could be the person at the front desk says, I'm not going to let this letter go through, especially if it doesn't have somebody's name on it, if the letter says, you know, marketing department or something like that. But the way I always like to do the letters was to have it laser printed and have it uh, done up with a stamp on it. So it looks like a handwritten letter or it looks more personalized. So it is more likely to go directly to the person and not be held up in the mail room or at the front desk or by the person sorting junk mail that might throw it away. Finally, what we'll talk about today, my favorite and what some people might believe is the most effective, especially if they're old school like me. Networking events, being involved in a chamber or an industry association. And I'll tell you why I think these are great. I think these are great because if your business is a service-based business, as it is for all of us in the creative field, if you're a photographer, or if you're a web developer, or you're a graphic designer, or you're starting an advertising agency, or even if you work for a well-established advertising agency, you need to be out there developing relationships and, and meeting people face-to-face. That personal connection has tremendous value that could be the most expensive way to build business and i'll tell you the thought as i said earlier there are some folks that say why would you go on a podcast and reveal the secrets there are no secrets here everything that i'm saying might be fairly common knowledge to anyone that's been in business for more than a minute But the reality is, all of the things that I'm talking about here require a tremendous amount of time and money. So even if this is turning on a light bulb for somebody that would like to start a competing video production company, the reality is the most expensive thing that we buy in the business is a customer. And it takes so much effort, so much time, so much money. So... You have to decide which one of these methods fits your personality and your and your life and what you want to do with your time. So do you want to become a Google Ads expert? Do you want to become an SEO expert? Do you really want to understand the LinkedIn process for picking a person in and in a campaign by job function? Or do you really want to get into networking? at a chamber meeting or at the local uh, uh, industry association. Uh, As we talked about in a previous podcast, the American Marketing Association or the uh, Public Relations Professionals of America, those sorts of things, or um, the American Advertising Federation has a local chapter in Cleveland and here in Akron. And those are great organizations to be involved in if you're selling creative services, if you're looking for marketing people to hire you to come in and, and provide your services. But the reality is the networking, the amount of time it takes to build a relationship, and you might build a relationship with somebody that thinks you're great, loves your work, but they're not going to hire you or or consider you at that time. And you get into the selling cycle. So if you're relationship building, you might build a relationship with somebody that isn't going to do a project until next year. When you're doing Google ads or LinkedIn ads, you might encounter someone who is ready to buy right away. They're already into the process of starting a video project or some sort of project where they require your services, and they're now at the point where they're reaching out looking for vendors. So there's a a selling cycle that develops that could be six months or a year or longer if you're relationship building. And certainly that can be expensive to go to a year's worth of meetings in terms of Determining the results, determining return on investment of your time and money. The other problem with networking events is that it takes the right person. I love networking events. I like going to meeting new people and talking, and I can, I can go by myself, but there's a lot of folks that don't like to go by themselves, and there is nothing wrong with having a little social anxiety. We all have it. But the networking events, uh, going to the chamber lunch and those sorts of things require that you give the elevator speech, that you talk to people about your business and doing the stump speech, the elevator speech and all of that requires that we're on the spot. And if you're not comfortable with that, then this probably isn't the avenue for you. And of course, hiring somebody to go to these things for you is expensive. And I'll share one other thought in this era of technology and ordering online I know a number of people who are in the creative services field or in the media business who have developed a business model where they sell online that they don't even talk to their customers. There are websites that sell animated explainer videos, and you can order and pay for these things on the site and never talk to anyone. You can upload your script, you could email your ideas, and it's very possible that some of those animators are working out of the country, or the way that they deliver their service, their business model is set up that maybe it's college students doing it, I don't know, but some of these animated explainer video websites are saying, you know, for hundreds of dollars, you know, a couple hundred bucks, you can make an anim- animated explainer video, which baffles me. How do you make money doing this? I have no idea. Maybe that should be the subject of another podcast, but they're not going to networking events. They're not a member of any chamber or association. They're not giving back to the community. They're just sitting somewhere taking online orders and they're probably doing fine work and they probably have a roster of very satisfied clients. I'm not saying that's bad, but for them, for that business model, all they're doing is Google ads Maybe some LinkedIn ads. I know they're doing all digital online marketing. And I'm not saying that the networking events and and personal relationships and selling through that channel is less expensive or easier than Google ads and just taking orders online. It's a matter of what is your business model? And what do you want to spend your time doing? Do you want to spend your time becoming a Google ads and analytics and SEO expert? Or do you want to... Put on a jacket and go to the annual uh, chamber dinner and maybe sponsor a table and maybe buy an ad in the program. And then, you know, give an auction item and, and network with a lot of people, pass out business cards, shake hands and do all of that sort of thing. With all of this, we have to understand that thinking through it. And making the decision about where we're going to spend our time and money is really what it's about. And you could just scratch the surface and there's a a thousand, a thousand other ways to market your business other than just very few things that I've outlined here today. But the reality is you have to figure out what matches your personality and what's going to keep you in it. If you do a bunch of Google ads and you whip out your credit card and you spend $500 or $700 or $800 a month and you get nothing, you're going to feel burned. You're going to feel like you didn't get a return. And frankly, maybe, you, you know, with these sort of things, you start out small. Maybe you start out with a budget of $200 a month or $300 a month. Again, this is not my advice on what you should do. This is food for thought on getting the discussion started about working through what would make sense for your operation. But certainly there's companies that spend tens of thousands of dollars a month on Google. A small business, a small creative firm, a, a group of videographers or a f- professional photographer might decide, I'm going to spend $100 on Google and see what I get. But in, term, you know, in in thinking about what the budget might be, the best thing is probably to do is to pick something that you could do for six or eight months. As Google says, set it and forget it. So come up with a budget that would make sense that you could set it up and see how it performs over a period of time. What you don't want to do is run a Google ad for three weeks and go, oh, well, we didn't get one click or call, so I'm pulling the plug. You need to set a budget that you could allow uh, six or eight months and have that perseverance to be able to let it play out to really understand the results. And it's the same thing with networking. You can't go to one networking thing and say, oh, everybody there was lousy and rude and nobody talked to me, so I'm not doing that ever again. You need to be involved. You need to go all in. And that's the one thing that you should really consider with any of these is pick an avenue and stay committed to it for some period of time to really prove whether or not it's right for you. So in the example of the going to the networking events and being involved in the chamber, maybe serve on a committee. You know, you go to the lunch you, you know, once a month. And, you know, you, you rarely talk to people, perhaps, or you just eat the lunch and you listen to the presentation and you, you leave. That's not going to be as effective as uh, maybe opting to be the speaker at the event or maybe buy the table. Some of these networking events, you can spend an extra hundred dollars and have a table with your display and your brochure. And in our case, we'd probably have a video monitor playing all the great videos that Mosier Media has uh, produced and our demo reel and, and all of that sort of stuff. But you got to go all in. And again, this is after deciding which one of these you might want to pursue first. Could you imagine, just for a second, and we'll finish with this. We're going to wrap up as I try to keep these under 30 minutes. Could you imagine doing all of them? And there are companies that do it. There are companies who have Google ads, LinkedIn ads, Instagram ads, television ads, radio ads, beautiful websites. And, of course, an army of salespeople that go to the networking events chambers. They even go around in canvas areas. They walk into businesses. They drop off business cards and swag and coffee cups with your name on them. And the whole thing, uh, as they call the trinkets and trash, right, pens with your name on them and golf balls with your name on them. And here's a logo on a shirt. I mean, just the whole gamut. Could you imagine doing all of these and how much fun that would be? How expensive would that be? And in that case, how do you track which one led the customer to you? Which one of these caused the even if you ask if you if customers say, hey, uh, you say, hey, how did you find us? They're going to say Google. Maybe they unless they really have developed a good relationship with you from the networking events and they just you just know the person. So this is a lot to try to fit into 30 minutes. And frankly, um, I enjoy sharing my thoughts on marketing the services of creative people. Uh, My entire adult life, I have worked to find projects and clients for the really creative and incredibly talented people that I'm fortunate enough to be able to work with. And it is a fun occupation. And maybe that's the summary of it all whether you're doing the Google ads or the LinkedIn ads or Facebook or doing YouTube videos or networking and all of it are you having fun is the glory of the the victory when you get an account when you land a job is that appealing to you does that motivate you to get up in the morning and go how are we going to find work today how are we going to find the next great client are you having fun so learning all of this stuff might be a, a challenge with all the technology involved in constant contact or Google ads or all this all this digital marketing stuff and social media and everything else. All of this that didn't exist at the beginning of our careers. And now here it is. And those of us that remember the day when you went through the phone book, picked up the phone and just started calling people looking for jobs. With that, I thank you for listening. I encourage you to visit uh, youtube.com slash Mosier Media and subscribe, visit uh, facebook.com slash Mosier and like our page there. And of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mosier Media being the handle there. It's a lot of fun doing these podcasts, speaking to everyone from the sound booth here in Fairland, Ohio. Thanks for listening and take care.